Hello, and welcome back to episode 9 of the JDP Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. As always, this is the second week in a row where it is just me, because I had so much fun doing it the first time, I couldn't wait to do it again. That's not true. I blatantly lied to you. I couldn't record with anyone again, so... We're getting more me. And this one is a bit more planned out, so I hope this one will go better. And it will overall be better to listen to. Because that's what I'm striding for. I'm striding for listenable. Which, I think for a couple of the podcast episodes, they have been pretty listenable. But, you know, still working on it. You know, not I'm not even in double digits yet. That's weird. I don't even remember starting the podcast, really. <laughs> I, I recorded the first two episodes in the same day. Then the third one, I recorded like two... Well, the third and fifth one, I recorded like a couple of days later. Then the fourth one, I recorded sometime that week. Uh, six and seven, a little later. And then... I took the break because I was trying to focus on school and working. And now I'm trying to get some stability in my life and holding myself to things. And I think that doing the weekly podcast will help me do that. Because my life has just kind of been at home or in a car and it doesn't really feel like I've been doing much. And I've been falling behind in school. I've missed assignments. Like in college seminar, I missed something. I handed it in late and my teacher accepted it. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Uh, there is what There's another class that I just like completely forgot an assignment. Uh, there, there were two English discussions. Straight up did not do them. Oops. I'm also not reading in English because she, she, I think it's she, she wants us to read and she doesn't tell us what we should be looking for and I'm, I don't like that because what if I think something's important and that's not important, I, ugh, it's annoying, but uh, what, yeah, because I've been door dashing, that's, that's what my occupation has been. And that's not very stable. I had a very bad day of work today. I started later than I wanted to. And when I did start working, I was given Macy's. And it was like almost 20 miles in traveling. And for those of you that don't know, that's really not worth it. Especially because it was like it was only ten dollars for nineteen miles, and I would have had to park in the mall, walk to the Macy's, walk back out, and then drive like eighteen miles west because I was pretty close to the mall when I got the orders. And why does DoorDash do Macy's? Cool that like you have delivery people for anywhere, but. Why not specialize DoorDash? 
or have it be like uh, convenience stores and shopping in general and then food because they're they're two different entities like i've gone into walmart walmart is i mean the general idea is the same that you go and get stuff for other people and then you drop it off but you gotta like scan barcodes you need to contact the person before you drop it off which is weird why don't they do that with food if you want to do it with walmart stuff it's very annoying 7-eleven is kind of a middle ground because it's essentially the same as any other food thing except you could get i don't know like cigarettes <laughs> i don't, what do people buy from 7-eleven on doordash i don't know but i that that bothered me and then i got two i got an order for a mexican place nearby and i was like oh people typically tip well because the food is expensive there not expensive expensive but it's it's up there you know it's like ten dollars for a burrito and this person gets like sixty dollars worth of food and it shows that the pay is going to be five dollars and when you see that it could be higher than that doordash i i don't know the reasoning for it i guess it's to make you accept lower orders more and I see this $5 one, and I was like, ooh, that's a long drive. It was like seven miles. But I was like, there's multiple restaurants nearby. Hopefully, I'll get another one and make this trip worthwhile. So I go to the Cabo. Oh, I didn't want to say the name. Oops. I go to this Mexican place. Uh, I pick up the food, and while I'm, when I'm walking back to my car... I get a order for another restaurant that is the same price of $5 and I have to drive another four miles and I was like, that's not really worth it if it's going to be $5, but whatever, I guess. So I go to the place, pick up that food, then I go to the first house and I, I, I drop it off and I, I walk back to my car, the order goes through they tipped me zero dollars Ooh, that was infuriating you pay sixty dollars in food you don't have a dollar to acknowledge that i gave you your food hmm that was upsetting and i've said this on my social media a lot i i i put it up when stuff like this happens and either it's a it was a because it was a long trip for only five dollars from doordash you know and i don't want to make it sound like i'm begging for money because it's a tip you don't need to give a tip that's how capitalism works but it's 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 demoralizing, I'd say, because 
even a dollar, and this will come up, even a dollar is just like, okay, I understand. Either you don't want to tip that big, that's okay, you don't need to, or you don't have a lot of money to tip, and I appreciate anything that you'd give me. But zero dollars, it, it's disrespectful, that's what it is. It's a, it's a spit in the face, you know. You walked into me, and you had a problem with me. Like, you bumped me on a sidewalk, and you're like, watch where you're going. And I'm like, what do you mean? You bumped into me. And, and then you go, what? And then you go, Pitch, and you spit on my shoes. And I go, these are old shoes. It, like, I don't even care about the shoes. It's just the principle. I'm upset that you did that. And then you just walk away. It, it was very... Ugh. It's just... It, it's disrespectful. That's what it is. And it made me a tad upset. And then I go to the next place, and it's on a college campus. And those are very 50-50 on whether or not I figure out where the person is. Because... Sometimes the GPS takes me where I'm supposed to go, and other times it takes me to the wrong side of campus. But this time it was fine, and I handed it to the person, and I was like, here you go, and they're like, thank you, and I was like, have a good day, and then they didn't say anything. Uh, I, I said, have a good one, more specifically, and they didn't say anything, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I get back to the car, guess what, they tipped me a dollar, I felt so good. <laughs> I was like, thank you, lady. You that, that It is appreciated. I, I got future debt that I want to pay off. And you could argue that if I was concerned about my future debt, I should get a more stable job. You got me there. <laughs> and then what was my next order? I drove around. I navigated out of the campus... And I had to pause the dashing because I kept getting the Macy's again. And I was like, what? Why? So I had to drive five miles down the road to where the next, like, uh, abundance of food places were. I went, I just parked in a parking lot waiting for an order until I finally got one. And it was under $4. But it was only two miles that I had to drive. And I was like, okay, I guess. I'm not getting anything. And then I go through the drive-thru. I get the food. I drop it off. Another $0 tip. I understand it's a two-mile drive. And I don't remember how much they paid for their food. But you just... Ugh. A dollar would have been that. Even change. <laughs> Allow me to buy a gumball. If I can't buy a gumball from your tip, I'm upset. That's my new rule. <laughs> I gotta buy. I gotta be able to buy at least one gumball to be satisfied with delivering your food. And don't get me wrong, DoorDash. Uh, it. No, I, get me wrong. It, it doesn't pay enough to survive without tips. It's it's a more extreme uh, uh, 
uh, waiter situation, you know? Because I'm at least I'm pretty sure because a waiter's salary or hourly pay is rel like it's under minimum wage, but they make that up in tips. So DoorDash is pretty much just like that, except it's more extreme because the pay isn't guaranteed with DoorDash and it isn't sustainable with just the money you get from DoorDash. Because if I didn't get any tips, I'd be losing significant money DoorDashing. So, PSA to the world. Just if... A dollar is nice, you know? And if you really can't tip, maybe just leave a note. Like, hey, sorry I have no money to tip. Just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate you. I That might be better than a tip. I don't know. I've never gotten that message. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my preaching about giving people money. And I, I you, the, there's some of you that you might think, oh, you're just saying that because you're in a, a work environment where you get tips. That's not the only reason, although I've become more vocal since I've entered the door dashing world. Uh, I've been, I, I like tipping because uh, I've been rather fortunate with my money. If I could give a little extra, I, I appreciate I appreciate. That's not the right word. Uh, I feel I feel like I, I kind of have to. Not that I really am, but it, it's it's in my nature. It's such a Libra thing. I don't know. I just I think tipping is the right thing to do. You know, you see garbage on the sidewalk, and there's a trash can ten feet away. You pick it up, you put it in the trash can. You know, human nature. You do the right thing. Uh, the, the, take uh, you could ask former guest of the podcast and hopefully will return soon so you don't have to just listen to me uh, uh chuck from i think my personal favorite episode uh, that, i take that back um i know what my personal uh you know what i'm gonna leave it up into interpretation one of my favorite podcasts to listen to uh with chuck and john uh i went to get ice cream with chuck and we we uh, we got the ice cream from the ice cream lady and uh, we both uh I, we gave five dollar tips just you know because the the lady was nice she she was having conversation even if she wasn't although if she was rude i probably would have docked the tip not entirely just a bit because $5 for a mean server, uh, no thank you. She also, I didn't, <laughs> this, this was embarrassing to find out after the fact. The lady had recognized me from door dashing, and she, I got a large ice cream, and she charged me for a small, and I didn't hear that. I just... 
I, I don't know what was going on through my mind. I think I know what was going through my mind. I had said large, and then I was like, could I get a large? Oh, because I asked for two scoops, because this place used to have one scoop, two scoop, three scoop. So I uh, said, I, I haven't been there in a while, so I said, could I have two scoops of s'mores? And then she was like, do you want a large or a small? And I was like, oh. And since I had already had said two scoops, I don't want to go to a small. So I said, uh, a large. And then under my breath, I said, and in charge. <laughs> you know, I got quips coming out of the brain 24-7. So I said that, and I was just like, I'm the only one who heard that. And then she made a comment about... She was like, all right, uh, one large and in charge s'mores. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that, that was funny. And so that was on my brain while she was talking to me the next time. And that's when I think she told me she was uh, not charging me the full price. And then later when me and Chuck were walking around, he had mentioned that. And I was like, what? <laughs> So, I'm happy that I tipped what I did. Anyway, let me get back to my bad day today. So, those first three orders sucked. And then I went to a pizza place, and it was uh, like seven seventy five the order. And it was only like a five-mile drive, and I was like, that's good. And I recognized the name, sort of. It said, like, Zara's Pizza. I think Zara, and I was like, I feel like I've been here, but I also feel like I haven't, and so I'm driving, and I'm sort of familiar with the area, because I've DoorDashed in that vicinity before, and I pull into the parking lot, and I was like, I have been here, but I've been here for bagels, that's weird, I guess it's a bagel place and a pizza place, that, I don't, think that's a thing really and i pull into the parking lot and i see the building for the bagels and it's closed and i was like "Uh uh-oh and then i look a couple of things down and a place by the same first name just a different subtitle is open and i was like oh (laughs) like the first one is zara's bagel and deli and then the other one is zara's pizzeria or something like isn't that weird i don't like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it would be like having uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese on one side of a strip mall, and then on the other side, it's Charles Edward Capone. Like, it's, it's the same thing. Or, or Charles Edward Cheese. And you're like, they're pretty much the same name. Why is that? I don't know. But it was a it was a nice place. And the the tip was good. And then I did one more order. It was for Taco Bell. When I got there, uh, I was. Uh, it hit me that I was really hungry and that I hadn't eaten since lunch, which was like two and 
it was like 6.30, and I was like, oh, man, like, I feel empty, and I've just been drinking water and energy drink, and when I opened the door, I had my phone in my right hand for my phone. I had my phone in my right hand for my phone. Man. <laughs> I had it because of DoorDash, and I was doing things, and then I went to close the door with my left hand, and I swing it shut, and I slam the door on my right shoulder, and I don't know how to describe the feeling. It wasn't painful. It just kind of, like, numbed my body. It was really weird, but I, I had this experience in kindergarten. I walked out of the bathroom in the classroom, and I closed the door, and it mushed my one of my fingers got caught and it didn't like really hurt but like it made my like whole body numb I don't know if that's like a thing but I know exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> so if you have a similar brain to mine uh you're welcome other people, I really don't know how to describe it. So I slam it, and it hits directly on my shoulder, on my right shoulder. And I'm just like, Wah. and I was like, I got to stop door dashing after this. And I, I said that before I got in the restaurant. And then when I got in, the person wasn't, at, like, he wasn't getting to me. And then he did, and I was like, I'm here for this person. And then he's like, this person? And they didn't have the food, and it didn't go through, so I had to wait for them to make the whole meal. It wasn't ready, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. But I got to use the bathroom, which was nice. And then I delivered the food, and I went home, and then I got dinner with my dad. And uh, it was nice. I saw someone I know at the place I went to. Hello, if you're listening. I don't think you are. But it would be cool if you were. Um, yeah, it's it's been a rough day. <laughs> a rough day of work, I should say. I got to pick up my mom from her work because uh, her car was in the shop. I also had a driver to work, which uh, wasn't bad because I got to get Duncan before my first class. That was nice. My go-to order, if you want to steal it, is uh, sausage, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel and a medium ice caramel latte. It's a, uh, it's good. I like it. I'm not huge on cheese, but I like it in this scenario. I also am. I, I have a weird relationship with eggs. Because on one hand, I really don't like eggs. But on the other hand, they're pretty good. Like, in fried rice, I'm fine with a little bit of scrambled egg. Not too much. But I want to know it's there. Uh, I, I make myself, or I've been trying to make myself an egg and one slice of toast for breakfast. to have something in my stomach. Because I'm not huge on breakfast in general. Like, I, I'm... I'm a big fan of pancakes. Pancakes are 
definitely one of my favorite foods. If you want it, I I don't know. If definitely one of my favorite breakfast items. I'll definitely scarf down a ton of hash browns, and then I, I like bagels. I'm from Long Island. I don't think that's the accent. I I don't know what the accent is. I I've never been around people with the accent. Would that did it just come out? I don't know. <laughs> but like I I don't know what it sounds like. You know I know New York because I've seen it in the movies. It's very impressionable. I like my bagels. The Hamptons. Yeah, I think I've done this bit <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, bagels, definitely good. I'm weird with bagels. I like plain bagels with nothing on them. And to those of you outside of uh, the island, that might sound ludicrous because you guys got garbage bagels. But we we down here, even people on the island... Uh, I, I'm kind of a freak when it comes to bagels. I don't know. I, I just, I've always liked plain bagels. And, and a strawberry milk. My mom used to get me those. You know, the Nesquik with the bunny? Dude, the powder? Don't even get me started, bro. I love the powder. I just like smelling it. It smelled like heaven. Like, uh, if I was, I, I don't know in what scenario you would test my uh, dopamine levels, but just like a big whiff of the powder, whoo, skyrocket. Uh, breakfast, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not huge on breakfast, really. Uh, main, mainly, I think I don't like it because if I consume something early, I typically have to go to the bathroom. I don't know why that is. That's just how my body works. So, for school and stuff, you know, I'm waking up, uh, high school that is, I'm waking up at 5.30 to catch the bus. I gotta put something in my stomach and I have to go to bathroom and school Ugh, dude. but it's so weird right because like I would I would skip breakfast most days which isn't healthy I wouldn't recommend it but I would skip breakfast and then when I had my lunch I didn't have to go to the bathroom until I got home from school so I don't know if it was because my body realized that or because it doesn't make sense, right? Because, like, if I ate it early enough, I would have to go to the bathroom. But if I waited long enough, I wouldn't have to. Uh, I should ask my pediatrician that. <laughs> breakfast. What was I talking about? I don't like breakfast. Yeah, because I wake up that early, and I don't want to put anything in my stomach. It's gross. I remember in ninth grade, I had a bowl of mini-wheats the day we did the pacer test, and I gym second period, and after, like, 20, I was like, <laughs> it was really bad. I don't know what happened. Other, uh, Well, I know what happened. There was only milk and shredded wheat in my stomach. 
Ugh. What a nightmare. Uh, I remember my mini weep phase. It was... It was, uh... End of 8th grade, beginning of ninth grade. And it, it lasted a while. I would just eat them... I, I ended up just eating them dry. Because the milk messed with my stomach. I try to stay away from dairy. I feel like dairy... Now I do, at least. Like, I, I'll, I'll have ice cream, like I mentioned. Or a milkshake. But, you know, I, is cheese dairy? No. Oh. Um, I get... I, I, I avoid drinking or having milk. Because it's kind of a nothing. You know what I mean? It's I, I feel like it's not good for the body. Where was I going with this? Oh, my mini-weed phase. My mini-weed phase was in a weird time in my life. Uh, uh, going from 8th to ninth. It was a transition, transition for me. Because I went from having a friend group with seven people, seven other people. And then a couple of friends outside of that to just the couple of other friends. It was it was, it was a it was a dark time, <laughs> and I correlated with mini wheats, and that's why I hate mini wheats. <laughs> that's not why I hate mini wheats. I just don't like breakfast. I like dry apple jacks. Those are nice. Here I come. I'm cinnamon. Is that racist? Can we cancel cinnamon? Maybe I don't know. I always thought he was fun. Cheerios. I, I tried doing Cheerios at one point in high school, but that didn't last very long. It was always dry Cheerios. I oh I rem Oh, I brought them to baseball a couple of times. So it was either tenth or eleventh grade. I remember bringing a bag of them to an early morning doubleheader or something. And people are like, yo, those mini-weeds? I was like, fuck, yeah. Oh, did I say mini-weeds? Oh, no, I outed myself. Ah! <laughs> they're like, yo, those fucking Cheerios? I was like, you better bet your ass they're Cheerios. <laughs> I think it was 11th grade. Because I, I like the... I, I like that team. We should, uh... Anyone from that team, uh... Get, get, get us together. I feel like we we definitely could party. <laughs> if uh, if that Atlanta trip was any indication, I think we could get along together if we were partying. It was uh, uh I'm I'm all over the map. I got a lot of energy in me. This one feels a lot better than the other one I recorded. <laughs> Cuz the other one I recorded I feel like I didn't have a lot of energy. I didn't have a lot to talk about. But today, uh, I had things go on. Uh, I, I'm going on tangents about stuff. Which is the nature of a one-man podcast. When I don't have any visuals and you can't see me. I could be doing a handstand right now. You don't know. And don't act like you do. Jesus. God. Uh, the 
I wrote down some prompts uh, before the start of the podcast. Uh, they're, they're, they're joke ideas that I've just thought of the concept. I haven't really fleshed them out yet. And I just thought that maybe like talking them out would help me a bit. And I could get some feedback or something. Uh, so the first one I wrote down was, Aha moment, comma, cut to aha. Now, uh, what that is, is I heard something either on the news or on the radio today. Oh, no, I was watching a podcast and someone was like, tell me what your aha moment was, like their revelation moment. And my brain went to Aha the Band, you know, the one that wrote Take On Me. So, I I don't really know the scenario for the joke, so let me test them out. Maybe it's uh, a scientist, and they're like, I found the cure! <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my goodness! And so they find the cure... They distribute it, you know, everyone's saved. Not for COVID, by the way. It's probably for something much lesser than that. Oh, my mic. <laughs> it almost fell on the ground. Oh, God, it's moving. Sorry if that's making noise. I can't hear it. Ugh. So say they're, they're on the podium in front of City Hall, and they're like, all right, hello, uh, you're welcome. And so people are asking questions. And one of the questions, someone was like, uh, "What? Like, take us through uh, the moment you figured it out. What was your aha moment? And so it cuts back to the scientists, right? And they have the same first thought that I have. Aha, the band that wrote Take On Me. And... <laughs> And so they start describing their aha moment, right? And it it, it, you, it makes you think. You, the audience, doesn't know uh, they're thinking what I'm thinking. So I guess I spoiled it. Sorry, I'm talking it out. This is really for me. I apologize. So they're describing their aha moment. And everyone's like, oh my god, wow. That's so touching. And then... Uh, He's like, you know, I actually have video of it. Do you guys want to see? And the crowd's like, yeah! <laughs> and then a projector screen comes down and he clicks a remote. And it's just him lip-syncing to Ah. <laughs> everyone's like, what? And at first, it's not take on me because everyone's like, huh? And then he's like, oh, I get it. You guys only know the one song. And then they click it again. And then it's him lip syncing to take on me. And everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> that's that's the bit. <laughs> or maybe it isn't. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Let's go to the second thing I wrote down. Uh, Bobby Fischer and Boris Spatsky. Uh, I think I was supposed... that That was a... That was a joke I was supposed... Forget I said that. The second and final thing I wrote uh, was Tiny Butcher. And what that means is 
you know those uh, knives in kitchens where they all go into the same wood thing and you pull them out and stuff and they're all different size knives uh, the, 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 this thought derived from I saw the tiniest one on my kitchen counter because one of my parents was cooking something and I guess they used it and I saw it and I picked it up and I was like huh it'd be funny if a murderer used this right and <laughs> my sister sees me looking at it and admiring it and she was like what are you doing and so I'm like uh killing you and I go Whoosh. and I have a single sister now But the bit is that someone, uh, they, you know, they're a murderer. It's, it's a la Halloween, you know, like they just pick up what they find. And so they, they bust into the person's house, right? They're chasing them. And that's the first knife they take out and they back the person into the corner and then they get closer and then the person like in the corner is like, ah, and then they see the knife, and they're like, is that, is that what you're going to kill me with? And then the the killer looks at it, and they're like, uh, yeah, the, this, is the, this is the knife I got. And then the whole thing becomes the killer being self-conscious about the size of his knife. And he's like, no, I can kill you with this. It, it'll get the job done. <laughs> and... I, I I thought it was amusing. <laughs> there there's definitely more to flesh out. But that that is the rough draft of that idea. Uh ru speaking of rough, uh you hear what happened to Boris Spatsky when he went up against Bobby Fisher? <laughs> Ooh. God. Don't we all know those two people? <laughs> Man. How, 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 how am I ever going to get to Holland? I've been reading this book in uh, my geography class, and I'm going to shout it out because it's an amazing book. It's called Geography of Bliss by Eric Weiner, or Weiner, I don't know. So the book is for my geography class. And the whole thing is written by this dude, Eric, who works for NPR. And he is interested in finding the happiest people in the world. And no, he doesn't go to Disneyland, at least not in the point in the book that I'm at. Sorry to disappoint. And he, wa he wants to find where in the world the happiest people are and why... It is that way. So the database that he used uh, says that the happiest people are in Holland and the Netherlands. Excuse me. So, uh, and he also goes to a lot of different places, but Holland's the first place he goes because it's the happiest place in the world. And it just seems so cool there. <laughs> and yeah, it's mainly because of the legal pot but besides that they seem like nice people another really uh cool place 
that I have mixed feelings about is Iceland. You, you, you might think, well, Joe, it's dark essentially 24-7, and it's cold. Why are they happy? Uh, well, I'll tell you why they're happy. They got a lot of good things going on for them. Uh, one of the things they have is uh, failure is not frowned upon. They, uh, they, I don't know how their economy works, but it works in such a way that, hypothetically, I want to become, uh, I want to do esports in Iceland. So I start, uh, an Overwatch team, you know, and, you know, we, we get Twitch money and whatnot. We become an Overwatch team. And so I do that from 20 to 25. And then at, on my 25th birthday, I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to I wanna become a professional pool player. So I leave my profession and I go to a completely different field. And the way the like they provide you with the resources that you need to be able to do that and not fear becoming bankrupt or uh, homeless so i become a pool player from 25 to 30 and then on my 30th birthday i say i want to write movies and so i become a movie writer and then on my 35th birthday, I say, I want to learn drums. And then I become a drummer. And so they, they have this thing where you could just do a bunch of things <laughs> and not fear uh, the, the failure and the, the, the scariness that is not having job security in, you know, like the U.S., and a, a, a phrase that I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the book on me as of the moment and I don't remember it exactly. But there's a guy that the author interviews and he says that everyone has multiple identities but one personality. And I think that's, uh, I, I think that's very much true. I, for one, I really enjoy uh, acting. I think it's very fun. I think if given an opportunity, I, I have the drive and motivation. And uh, the I have an, enough talent to get me through to a point. I've been trying to learn piano by myself. It's difficult, but I very much enjoy it. I like video games. I like competitive video games, you know. Uh, that brings me some joy. I like writing. Uh, that that was a very big part of my life for a bit, writing. And it still is to a point, and I wish I wrote more. I, I played baseball for so many years, and I still have most of my muscle memory, and based on, you know, just how I lived my life and 
I throw things and I swing my bat in my house. I feel like it's going to be a while before I lose it. You know, I I feel like from my personal experience, I definitely have multiple identities. Because at one point I was playing baseball, so I was cool with sports kids. I... I just got into acting. I became friends with the acting people. Uh, the friends that I had before, or the friends that weren't in those groups, were more into, like, gaming and stuff. So, and I'm still the same person. Those are just different things that I'm interested in. And it's not like I hide any of those things from any of the groups. You know, because it, it's me. So I think it's Iceland's pretty cool like that. My only issue is I don't think I could do the long-term darkness. And it's not just because of seasonal depression, which I think I get. I have a joke about that, actually. Uh, I'll tell it uh, after I finish my tangent on uh, Iceland. Because it's dark all the time, and I don't know, I just... It's going to be cold all the time. I, I the Where I am right now, I like how the seasons change and the weather changes. I, I, I like this latitude, longitude. It's, it's nice. But... The seasonal... I'm sorry if I cut myself off writing down this note to tell the seasonal depression joke. Uh, I think I told this during my talent show or maybe late nights in the AM in my band class, but this would... I think this is a solid joke, and if I ever... Uh, get the opportunity to do stand-up. I definitely think it's a, it's a good joke to start with. Uh, oh, it actually might be on my personal Instagram. Hmm. I don't know. But the joke goes like this. Uh, I'm, so it's the start of the act, and I'm like, well, uh, per, for me, I'm this is paraphrasing for a podcast audience. I go... Uh, as a comic, I or as an audience member, when I listen to stand-up comedy, I definitely enjoy the comic more when I feel like I can relate with them and I understand them. So uh, here's a little bit about myself. Uh, I go to therapy. <laughs> uh, you know, I started going uh, about two Decembers ago because I thought I might have seasonal depression. Or Wait, let me time out. Uh, I started going last December uh, because I thought I might have seasonal depression. Uh, turns out it's a it's a year year long thing. Fuck, is that how it goes? I don't remember how it goes, but it always got a chuckle, and I felt very proud of that joke. I very much like. Uh, oh, I've never. I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. Podcast yet? I gotta drink more water. Water break. Uh, sorry if you could hear me drinking. Um, dude, my history teacher 
he drinks directly into the mic. It's ugh, it's the worst. I really like him though. But uh, in in eleventh grade in my band class, uh, there's this kid Matt who played baritone next to me, and you know we we became buds over the course of the year playing low brass, and there's this. Uh, This story has layers. I think I'm going to end with this story. It's a long story. Or a relatively long... I don't know. You you could time it. (laughs) It's recorded. So, in 11th grade... Well, actually, 10th grade. 10th grade, 10th grade, 10th grade. It's 2017. It's 2017 going into 2018. And before Christmas break, I see a flyer that says uh, there's a talent show and there are are auditions the week uh, we get back from the break. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm very much into Bo Burnham right now. Let me just (laughs) steal some Bo Burnham jokes, throw in my own, and then throw in some bad poetry. So... Uh, the over the break, I concoct my perfect act, which the beginning uh, I start with an opening joke that I, I I think is still pretty good, and it always gets a laugh. It goes, "Hi, my name's uh, Joseph, but all the cool and attractive people that I know call me Joe, so you could all call me Joseph." And I pause, and then I go back, and and then I think I uh, I stole the Bo Burnham uh, fire exit joke, if you know that one. So I do that. I steal his water bottle joke. I didn't steal a whole act. God, jeez, give me a break. And then I do my own poetry, and it's the first one's funny. I'll read it on the podcast at some point because I memorized it. The dude. I had a poetry book, and I lost it. I have no idea where it is. And there's some good stuff in there. It was it was really good, some of it. One of them made my mom cry. <laughs> because it was playfully anti-Semitic. <laughs> it, I thought it was... The, I won't say the line, because definitely if i don't set it up right it's it's pretty jarring but i thought i set it up to the point where it was funny but <laughs> i suppose when i'm not saying it the way i would and someone just reads it it's it looks really bad but that that's not the point uh so i i read my poems and i get a 9 a 7 and a 6 which got the lowest score at the talent show. <laughs> uh, a, a title I hold near and dear to my heart. So, so that's the, the 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 prologue. So, 2011, 2011, 11th grade comes around. It's uh, the talent show is now in 2019, and. Uh, since I, I've known about the this talent show for a whole year now, 
and I was like, all right, I'm just going to write a bunch of jokes and stuff, and uh, it's going to be the best talent show ever. So <laughs> it's like September, and I'm like, I haven't written anything. And the only thing I have is I thought it would be funny because it's a, it's, it's a talent show. It's not just comedy. So they have a piano, and I thought it would be really funny to play the beginning of Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel and then just like da na 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 like that part before the singing and then I just get up, walk on stage and just do the comedy routine and act like I didn't do that. I thought it was a funny bit. <laughs> so I learned how to play the beginning of the song. I don't. I know how to play the first couple of notes. I don't think I could play the whole beginning anymore. But the issue was, I didn't write down any jokes, <laughs> which, you know, you kind of need to do, to be able to pull that bit off. So now it's November and I have nothing. But, lucky for me, a movie that changed... <laughs> oh my god, that's so embarrassing. A movie that changed my life came out, uh, known simply as Bohemian Rhapsody. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. And it, it really got me into Queen, so I started going through all of Queen's music, not just the hits, and... Uh, I think they're a good band, other than their hits. They definitely... Uh, they, they don't knock it out of the park with every song, but who does? And so I I get really into Queen, because I'm like, wow, this music's pretty, pretty rock and roll. Uh, so I listen to a bunch of... Like, I know all the albums. I know every each year that the albums came out. I know what songs are in what albums. I know little bits of trivia and stuff. I know a lot about Queen from November to December. So I decide the, the bit is I'm going to be with uh, three other people who, pl who have instruments. And... The bit is going to be, I play Bohemian Rhapsody. I play the da-na-na-na-ba-ba-ba-ba. I play that, and I never get to the singing, because I keep interrupting myself. <laughs> so, wait. Wait a second. This had nothing to do with the late night thing. <laughs> oh my god I, I started talking about a whole nother story jeez oh that's really fun oh wait okay okay here here's why i started talking about the talent shows before the talent like a week before the the talent show where I already have the bit down I know what I'm gonna say to interrupt myself and 
uh, my brother has friends over, and they're four years older, and uh, one of them comes up, and he's like, Joe, I hear that, uh, I hear that you're doing the talent show, and I was like, I am, and he was like, uh, I got a joke for you to use, and I was like, okay, let me hear it, <laughs> and he's like, all right, so Pirate walks into a bar, and he has a big steering wheel on his belt buckle. It's a big captain steering wheel for his belt buckle. And I was like, okay. And I, so he walks into a bar and he orders a drink. And he's halfway through the drink. And uh, the bartender asked him, hey, man, what's uh, what's with your belt buckle? Why is it a captain steering wheel? And the pirate goes, aye, it be driving me nuts. And I didn't laugh. <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. And I don't think he knew that, you know, I was, I, I had this planned bit about Queen. So I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so these are two different stories that I'm telling. But since I started this Queen one, so I do the Queen bit, and immediately people catch on to the joke, and they start laughing, and I was like, thank God. Because my biggest worry was uh, not that I would, like, mess up in any way, but because I, I, I knew what I was doing. I was worried that no one would get the joke. <laughs> but even if they didn't, I would have thought it was funny. And that's, that's why I did it. But it, it made me happy that the audience got it. And they were cheering. They were like, yeah! And... The judges, there were five judges that year, and they gave me all eights? Hmm? You know what that got me? The second lowest score at the talent show. Jeez, man. And one of them, I thought, I thought we were close. I, you know who you are. I thought we were tight, man. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you thought I was funny. Anyway, so uh, that happens in January, and now it's uh, the end of January, towards like mid-January, end of January, and my band is going to Disney for a field trip. Ooh, Disney. And one day during band, uh, I I turn to Matt, and I say, hey Matt, you want to hear a pirate joke? And he's like, yeah, sure. Because, you know, you can't say no to someone asking if they could tell a pirate joke. And so I say, so a pirate walks into a bar. And so I say the bit. And he's like, what? And he's like, you thought it was funny. And uh, so that, that day happened, you know, whatever. And so now cut to Disney. We're in Disney. And we're on the bus to wherever we were going. And uh, Matt is towards the front of the bus with uh, our, our band teacher. And, oh, man, my, my speech is going. And he's, uh, I, I don't know what prompted him to say it, but he was like, Hey, yo, Joe, tell the pirate joke. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And... 
So I, I have the bus's attention. <laughs> and I, I tell the pirate joke, and people love it for whatever reason. And I think it's because of my delivery. Because I'm, I'm very much into the theatrics of a joke. Because even if a joke isn't funny, I feel like if you say it the right way, it's funny. So that's, that's how I did the pirate joke. And what that led to was people asking our band teacher, let Joe do stand-up comedy on the, oh, what's it called? Uh, the, uh, it, it's the thing, you talk into it, and it goes throughout the bus, the intercom. So, the, I eventually, like, the second to last night, I'm doing stand-up comedy on this bus with just random jokes that I wrote down. It it ended up not being that it, it was uh, lightning in the bottle. The first one was pretty funny. The second one was not because I had a riff. And at that point, and I'd say even now, I don't think I'm good enough to be like, be funny and then be funny, you know? So that happens. And then when we get back, my band teacher was like, do you want to do this every Friday? And I was like, what so every friday became late night in the a.m and at the end of classes i got like three minutes to tell jokes <laughs> and you know it was fun we uh we had some laughs some there were some jokes that didn't land well that i thought would land well uh, i i had a purple alzheimer's awareness uh, plastic uh, bracelet on my wrist at the time. I still wish I did, but mine broke. Sorry, Nana. And <laughs> and the joke was, oh man, I forget what it was. I was like, I oh, I got this bracelet. I, cause I had one bracelet on for whatever reason and i was like oh this is that bracelet and then i was like what's this one and i was like oh yeah my alzheimer's awareness bracelet i always forget i have that and no like i got no laughs not even the one kid who was like haha racism that's funny now i i was hoping i could at least appeal to them but i think I have two theories. One, I was too smart and the joke went over everyone's head. Or two, no one really listened. It was just cool that they didn't have to play their instrument. And I'm going to go with uh, the first one, the former. It's probably that. I was, I was a bit too smart for them. And that was uh, very, very cool. I, I wasn't able to do it at all my senior year because I never wrote any more jokes sort of upset about that but at the same time you know everyone had a bit enough of me at that point and i i don't know what it is i just don't have the drive to sit down and write jokes but like when i get in grooves like i've been sort of in a groove recently i've been just throwing down ideas uh, like the ones i've mentioned in this episode and you know, I have a good time, and I feel like I can work on them. I just, I don't know. Is it, am I much like Neil Patrick Harris in the Smurfs movie? I'm scared of commitment.
Yeah. Probably. Not on the same subject, you know. I, I, I feel like kids, I, I'll probably want those. It's weird. I, I will, I've always imagined myself having kids, but I feel very uncomfortable around most kids. And before you take that out of context, ooh, don't you dare tell Chris Hansen before I finish my statement. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, like, power thing where I'm like, I want to treat you like a person, but you're, like, not a person yet, but, like, you're a person. I don't know. It's weird. I feel the same way about, like, old people. Uh, I don't know. But that's uh that's the story of late night in the AM. It was it was fun and it it really put me on the map for uh high school. It got me to top 3 in comedic genius as senior superlative in which I I lost rightfully so to a more popular person. <laughs> uh very very funny. Uh, my brother got an award for uh, being good, being the best ensemble character every year that he was doing the shows, and he got to brag about that. I get to brag about being a finalist for Funniest in My Grade. And when you think about it, my, my class size was pretty big. It's neat that I was even on, uh, on the ballot. Felt pretty good. And my friend, some of my friends were very supportive of me. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I campaigned for it, and I still lost. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I know who these people are. I don't know if they want me to say their names. But uh, they, they were, I was like, wait, should I try to do, like, should I like market myself to win that and they were like yeah and i was like oh thank you and that made me feel good thank you friend you are big support borat 2 came out that was pretty good uh, I, i've actually i've never seen the first one shame on me oh no it's the uh you didn't see this famous movie police and they're gonna kill me on the spot oh that was that got a bit too real the police killing oh that was not the route i was trying to go but oh no they're gonna kill me <laughs> uh it, it was pretty good uh a big fan of sasha baron cohen He's King Julian in Madagascar. You're welcome. I bet you didn't know that. I, I, I said it before I even said the thing that you were supposed to uh, thank me for. Anyway. I I feel like... I don't know. It's This has gone on for over an hour, at least when I'm recording. I don't know if I want to edit this one, because... Editing... Dude, editing takes a long time. Let me tell you, it's, I, I, I very much enjoy editing because I think it makes the product better, especially because if you notice in the last episode in the first half, the first half of it is edited, 
And then I didn't get to finish it, so I just threw it up. Mainly because the last third, I think, of the episode was, like, motivational. And I was like, I don't think people are even going to listen to that to begin with. Like, why bother editing it? But if you notice, I don't re- I don't go, like, uh, uh, uh. I don't say, uh, at all. Like, I don't, like, I, I cut out likes and stuff. I, I cut out the hesitations. That's what I do. And at least for me, it sounds better listening to it. I also cut out a lot of the silences or I added more silence to emphasize jokes. There's one bit where I repeated something and I only said it once. I just copied and pasted it (laughs) and I thought it was funny. So, yeah, let me think of a way to end this. Uh... Let, let's think of a way to end this. Let's think of a way to end this. It's a song. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm going to do a cover of Lullaby by Ben Folds 5, and I'm going to make it an outro song. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sweet baby. Thank you for listening. It was pretty long. Just over an hour. I, th- I think I skipped part of it. Um, yeah, but thank you for listening. Uh, I apologize if there's any... Like, feedback or anything that made this a bit hard to listen to from what i'm looking at on my phone it doesn't look like it and i did listen back to some parts uh, to make sure i I actually cut out when i said a couple of people's names i wonder if that's noticeable but uh i i I think this one was pretty good i i mean that that it's just me talking but uh, I really I really enjoyed doing this one. Uh, I think it was good because I was bored and I didn't want to do homework. Dude, I got to do so... I have to read an entire book and write a thousand words by Tuesday. It's Wednesday night. So I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Saturday is Halloween. I don't know if I'm going to do anything Halloween, which sucks. I thought I was. Now I don't think I am kind of upset about that but dems the breaks and then so saturday i'm just kind of like accepting that nothing's really gonna get done but that still gives me monday uh, or sunday monday and tuesday i think it's due at tuesday night so i have one two three four fold wait thursday friday sunday monday tuesday that's five Let's say I, I want to try to do it in the next four available days. I bought the book on Audible. I'm sorry. I should end the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you my stress. Sorry about that. By the time this goes out, I probably won't have finished the assignment. But hopefully I'll have gotten a good chunk of it done. And yeah. So... 
Uh, bless you if you sneeze during this video. Thank you for listening all the way through. And if you just kind of skipped around and went to the end, that's cool. I don't mind that. It's a podcast. Do whatever you want with it. Uh, I'm background noise. You know? Especially when it's just me. And I, I went really long. The other one was like a struggle. I didn't know what to talk about. But I have a lot of energy right now. Is it because I had the ice caramel latte this morning and also a majority of a monster can? Yeah, probably. God, man, I gotta manage caffeine better. Anyway, goodbye. Thank you. See you in the next episode. Next Sunday, hopefully. Bye-bye.